Welcome to the Writer's Journey podcast. Get inspired and see how taking the writing process one week at a time can not only create a book, but change your life too. I'm Simon Huggins and I'll be sharing a half-hour journey every week with aspiring authors who need to get the book out there one way or another. We'll be sharing in each writer's journey and see how the process of writing a book transforms their lives. To find out more, why not go to writersjourneypodcast.com or say hi at facebook.com slash writersjourneypodcast. Today we're talking to me. It seemed a bit churlish not to keep myself accountable, so I invite you to follow me on my own writing journey. I've written and published a non-fiction book under a pseudonym and wrote some software to help me with the process of organising and generating ebooks to send to beta readers and to upload to marketplaces such as Amazon. I'm also writing a suite of 10 young adult books with enough ideas within that universe that I've created to keep me going as a writer for many years to come. I've also decided to work on that software again with a view to helping other writers who need to be able to create and maintain a back catalogue of books over the years and also to help myself in my own writing journey and in my podcasting journey. If you want to talk to me more or find out more about my work on that software, I've created a Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Sturitzi. That's S-T-O-R-I-Z-Z-I or Z-Z-I if you're in the US. Otherwise, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Simon Huggins. That's S-I-M-O-N-H-U-G-G-I-N-S. Now let's see what I've been doing since the last time I spoke to myself. Hi, I'm Simon Huggins. I'm the presenter of Writer's Journey podcast and I thought it would be churlish of me not to be part of this myself because I'm an author as well and I need to keep myself accountable. So I've decided to be open and honest about where I am in my journey and how that develops as well. Now what happened was that um, last year, probably uh, sort of um, March-April time, I decided that I was going to write a non-fiction book. Now, there's a reason why I decided to take this route. What had happened is the previous year, I had got about 50,000 words into writing a novel, and then I realised that I wasn't very happy about where I'd started in the novel. It seemed to kind of uh, start halfway through the story, and it would be useful to have some of that backstory as well. So what was going to be maybe a couple of books suddenly looked like it was going to be expanding out to maybe three or four books, Um, and I'm sure it'll expand out later as well. So I started writing some of the backstory, and that kind of got a bit more complex, and it was interesting because it, it created the universe in which the story set in more detail. But uh, I realised that there was something a little bit wrong um, and that this was a story I needed to put to one side and, and come back to later. Now, I wasn't entirely sure whether or not I was just going through that writerly thing that people do where you get to the 11th hour and then you can think oh my god oh my god I'm going to have to release this to people and what if people think it's rubbish because it's a good you can find all sorts of reasons for not releasing something but in fact it was it did seem a little bit confused and it seemed like the right thing to do and I didn't really want to put something out which was a bit confused generally speaking your first novel isn't your best anyway so creating a series based on um this premise, which was a little bit confused at that point, I thought wasn't necessarily the best idea. And so I 
took the pragmatic route of deciding not to release it and instead to write a non-fiction book. The reason I did that was so that I could do a bit of experimentation and see what the process of releasing a book actually meant. So what I did is I started from scratch, created a pseudonym for myself and released the book uh, under that pseudonym. The book I actually wrote in about two weeks. Um, it was about 25-30,000 words long and it was something I needed to get off my chest anyway, which a lot of first books are. Um, and so I got it off my chest, I managed to find some beta readers uh, and I got some feedback from that and then I released it. Uh, obviously there was an awful lot that happened in between. Um, I tried out things like... Uh, run up to the release trying to get people interested, uh, Facebook adverts, uh, all sorts of bits and pieces um, and uh, ultimately it, it wasn't a huge success. I managed to get a little bit of a following um, but I didn't put an awful lot of effort into it because it was a bit of a let's try this out and see what happens. Um, uh, so it, there was a little bit of a throwaway element to it. Now what I learned during this was a huge amount um, including uh, the fact that I also didn't want to put aside some of the software and development skills that I'd picked up over the years. Uh, these are two things that are, are big strengths in my life. Uh, ever since I was very young, I've always written and I've always wanted to create software uh, and have created software. So uh, it seems sensible to bring the two things together. So uh, during this process, I created a piece of software that helped me to organise the way that I wrote that software uh, so that I could reuse large portions of it in other books. So content reuse is a really useful thing because it saves so much time. And also um, it allowed me to create ways of uh, generating that content in forms that can be consumed uh, by different channels. So for example, um, I'd create a PDF so that uh, beta readers could read it and I'd include in that content um, something that's personalised for them. So I create a list of the beta readers. Um, I've got my the particular version there. I'm sending that out to them. Uh, so that's actually embedded in the PDF itself, uh, plus some blurb about what I'd like them to be able to do as beta readers and what sort of feedback I want. Um, so that's good because it, it, what it means is that if I'm sending things out to uh, beta readers at different times, I'm sending out different versions, for example, then I can track which version they're on and... Um, make uh, changes based on the version that, uh, that they were on. Now the particular approach that I took was, it's, it's a little bit like software development because that's where I came from. It's, it's looking at writing um, as, as something like code, if you like, in as far as you're writing something, uh, you're creating different versions of it, you're needing people to review it, um, like editors, uh, during which time you may have made changes to the manuscript yourself. So having to go back again is a bit of a pain and try and work out how to actually merge all that together. So I thought, well, why not use the tools that software developers use to do this sort of thing? And so I kind of created a, a bit of an infrastructure for myself that does that. So that was good fun for me because it takes my skills in one area and applies it to another. But I realised that other people may well be able to benefit from this as well, particularly those who are creating large series of books um, because it's, it would allow people to be able to track what they're doing and also to reuse things like front matter and back matter and also keep things like lists of books that are in the series and other books and that sort of thing up to date as well and keep things like um, URLs up to date so for example if you're URL for something changes, then it's nice to be able to change it in one place and have it filter through all of your books. So it makes it an awful lot easier to, to 
to update those. Um, and I wanted to start from the right place so that because I'm growing my uh, my author career, I want to make sure that I don't come unstuck later. And having spoken to a number of um, more advanced authors who are in latter stages of their careers, you know, who've created sort of 20 or 30 books, this is something that seems to crop up as a, as a problem after a period of time. So I'm, I've, I kind of, again, that's a bit like my universe. I've spent quite some time um, looking at this because I'm, I keep creating ideas and I need to put them somewhere. I event, what I do is I, I, I create what's known as a backlog of ideas. So I say, all oh, this is useful, interesting stuff, but I'm not going to quite get around to it yet because it's not yet important. Um, but again, I, I've got probably five or ten years worth of work um, stacked up there to, for that platform. Um, so that's something that I'm going to be doing over a period of time. Um, I spent some time last year trying to get some developers based um, in a few different countries, uh, basically outsourcing that development work because I, I wanted to spend more time writing and also my work, my normal working life uh, is something that's also important. And uh, I also spent uh, a fair amount of time traveling. Um, my w wife... Um, she lives a lot of the time in France, so uh, when she's living there, I'm living there sort of every other weekend. I go, go and visit, and um, the rest of the time I I spend in the UK working. So um, that that's, that's something that I'd like to resurrect because the people I try to outsource to, I tried it three times, and uh, it was unsuccessful each time, um, and I felt a bit of a failure <laughs> because... I, I should have been able to manage it or at least understand that whether or not people had the skills and they seemed to have the skills to start with but they just they just couldn't kind of follow through unfortunately so it, it's one of those things where I'm thinking well I just need to kind of do this myself really rather than outsource it at this point and if it becomes successful then I'll go down the line of maybe spending proper money on people rather than trying to do it on the cheap so um that's where I am with that. I'm now looking at uh, using that again on my uh, next set of books. So uh, there's a couple of things. One is I want to resurrect the non-fiction book, um, go back to the code and understand what I wrote before so that I can uh, make sure that that's all working as it was before. Um, and then uh, I did have some feedback from beta readers that I never actually followed through on. So what I'm going to do is rather than throw that work away, I'm because it's kind of representative of who I am and what I think. I'm actually going to un, um, anonymize it and uh, have it under my name and release it under my name uh, after having removed it from um, Amazon first, um, because uh, you don't want to have two books with the same content on Amazon because they'll think you're plagiarizing. Uh, so I'm going to do that first and then create it under a different name, uh, edit it so that it takes out a good portion of the text. And there's some thought that I might create a the next next logical book um in the non-fiction series as well at some point because having wrote it of course it's generated various ideas for the book so that's that's the plan at the moment with the software um i'm also going to see if i can help a few people um take their own books and, and put it through this this way of working to simplify their process and break it down and make sure that for anyone writing a, a bunch of books in a series, it makes it a lot easier to generate those books with different formats. 
and also uh, make sure that they've got consistent front and back matter uh, and also links to social media sites and all that sort of thing in there in the appropriate places so that, that, that'll be good that's uh, it's, so it's kind of a bit of a, a, a beta if you like in that sense in as far as i'm not releasing this to people at the moment it's really just for my use um, but if if anybody's interested then i'm quite happy to let people try try it out um so yes that's that part of it um what i've realized is as well that i want to extend this a little bit as well the, um so that it works for podcasting because pod- podcasting is another form of media at the end of the day and a lot of the ways of working that i use for the writing part of things would also work for podcasting media um, where i've got standard um intros and outros um and um i put the content in the middle there's various different uh, processing that i'm doing uh, to, to try and improve the quality of the audio and as i'm improving that then i'm kind of making a note of what those processes are so why not automate that and the idea being that ultimately just like the way i'm writing the book i can go well this is a podcast episode and get it to do all that processing automatically put all the intros and outros together automatically on it uh, generate the output file automatically upload it to the wordpress site automatically and if i've got the copy ready for that then um, it should just be able to associate that to the the copy that i've written in wordpress uh, so if that post is always already there then uh, it should make the whole process an awful lot easier um yeah so that's that's the next that's the next step uh, in terms of wanting to expand it out a little bit to help me because i'm really really selfish about this i want it to help first and if it helps other people that's fine uh, so that's that's the software bit of it I'll be extending the writing bit out in other ways as well. Um, as I'm working with other people, then obviously they'll have their own needs and requirements. So I'll extend it out to help them with those those needs. And um, I'm loath to create the front end part of it, i.e. the bit where you interact with it. I'm making it very easy for me to use uh, as a developer. So that's why I'm not releasing it for general use because I'm writing running little command line pra- um, command line stuff to, to get things running and making changes to configuration and that sort of stuff. So it's all a bit technical at the moment, the way it works, um, but it's hugely extensible and it all kind of works together as well, which is lovely. Um, so I can see how it will work once I, I manage to get a decent um, front end on it. But uh, at the moment, I'm happy just to, to do the tweaking and fiddling, um, the techie bits the techie, the techie approach uh, until such a time as I've got, you know it, it makes sense for to, to be able to let other people use it as well so um it's what's known as bootstrapping it's, it's actually quite a common way of seeing whether something is useful to other people enough to to be able to to release it the idea being that I, i'll do it for other people to start with and to, to make it easier for them and then if it gets a bit of a pain for me to do this too much myself then i'll start looking at releasing it um in a way that people can use it for themselves um so that's sorry i keep going on about the software but i guess because it's kind of exciting for me <laughs> at the moment but it's not my writing is it um the writing part um i've i've kind of fallen behind on what i tend to do is i use the journey time to and from france um to write on my mobile phone um and that works fine um yeah i get some good writing in on that but um in between times i don't do much so uh, what i decided to do was to uh, make myself write 
every day, which is what I advise other people to do. So I, I should I should do it myself. So I actually um, again I find myself writing on my mobile. Um, I speak to so many people who do the same thing now. Some people have to write on their their laptop, and that's absolutely fine. That's the most efficient way of doing it. But um, a lot of people also write in spare moments when they can, um, and that's me because I, I have a bit of a full life. Uh, so I like everybody else. So I, I, I'm going, um, I, I kind of tend to do that. So I'm writing 15 minutes every morning. Uh, so I've got my little alarm set on my mobile uh, and it says write. And that's the first thing I do before I do anything else. Uh, so that's helped. I, I have actually got back into the swing of writing um, again. And um, I'm hoping that will expand out. I'll find ways of expanding that out to other parts of the day as well. Um, so 15 minutes in the morning does make a difference. It uh, means that I've got through another chapter in the last week. I've got another two chapters to go before I'll have finished the first draft of the first book. The second book I've already done uh, a draft on. I've already created a draft on, but I will need to make changes to it. Um, this The reason is that I am, I've actually written four books. So what I did is I dictated them on the way to work when I are going backwards and forwards uh, in the car. So to use a bit of that journey time because it was very wasted i had about an hour and a half every morning um when i was doing this uh, last year uh, so i ended up with f uh, three books worth of dictation which i um transcribed in dragon naturally and it made very little sense as you might expect with all the background noise you get on a cart journey but it was enough to act as a kind of, sort of something between a an outline and a first draft so a lot of it I had to throw away but a lot of it uh, was good basis for this writing the actual story so I don't treat that as a first draft it's more of an outline but it's more comprehensive than an outline because I'm actually writing it in my head and onto tape or onto my mp3 player um actually for that I actually use uh funny enough I use earpods now uh, connected to my iPhone that seems to be good enough I have tried using a zoom recorder as well but that's too cumbersome in a car I found and it picks up so much background noise uh, so that, that seems okay using earpods um, I have previously to that also used some Sennheiser uh, USB earphones plugged into uh, an Android phone and that works quite well as well because you can convert USB to mini USB, micro mini USB, and uh, it'll pick that up with some apps. Uh, so that again worked well. That that's prob that was probably the most reliable way of doing it. Uh, but I, I'm I've had, found very little difference between that and using the earpods on a on a an iPhone app. And that seems to work in the background as well. Whereas with the Android, I had to make sure that it stayed on. <laughs> and so sometimes it it might it stop recording on occasion. Uh, so that's 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 the that's the general sort of drafting process that I go through. Uh, so I have three books written using that, and I I did the same for the first book. So that I'm like working on at the moment. What actually happened was I wrote these three books, and I realised I wanted to do a prequel first, so I could explore the characters more. A bit like happened with the first one that I abandoned. But this time it did actually help set things up and make me rethink about uh, the background of some of those characters. It made me kind of do a bit of a deep dive on, on them to understand them a bit better. And so that's going to change uh, what uh, I do with the other three books a little bit. So some of the characters will change a little bit and um, some of the plot also changed. So I needed to do, once I'd written these three books, 
originally um i realized that i needed to go back and change some of the backstory of some of these people and also do some foreshadowing so uh, I, i'd recommend if you if you've got the patience to do it i'd recommend writing maybe three books if you can if you're writing a series because it gives you that opportunity to to actually explore the characters the story and you kind of get better or the story gets better as you go along anyway. So by writing three books and then going back and then starting from the first book again, then you get to edit um, by taking into account those those things that have changed in the other two books. Um, and obviously make notes as you go, saying, I'm going to have to edit this X, Y, and Z. And then you can just go through those notes as you're editing later. Um, I, I I used to be that one of those people who would write a chapter and then edit it and make it better and make it better. And then when I'm happy with it, move on to the next one. I no longer do that because I realise that it's a really good a good way of wasting time. <laughs> and also, you you kind of have to you have to be able to get through the arc of the story first. Um, and if you've spent so much time minutely changing things, you don't you're less inclined to throw things away. Whereas if you've done a rough draft first, or you look at it and you think, well, this is mostly rubbish, and you're quite happy to chuck stuff away because it you look at it and you think well this doesn't help the story at all so i'll just delete this whole section or this bit is kind of jumps from here to here and i really ought to include some more um, information at this point i need to develop this a little bit more um, so you can go, you can go through. it helps to be able to to not be so invested in what you've written if, if you like and so by writing a first draft it, it, it helps when you go back in the editing process um, to to change what you've written before without feeling like you're losing a baby because it, it does feel like your baby and you think I can't hack off limbs that's just not that's just not nice and and so um if it's not um you know if it's okay then just um get on with it and I don't like this analogy actually <laughs> don't like the, uh, the baby analogy at all um makes me feel very uncomfortable so I'm going to change that analogy. It's not like your baby. It's like um, a story that you've written <laughs> that you feel very invested in. So it's that sunk cost fallacy um, where the more you put into something, the less likely it is that you are to throw it away because you've put so much effort into it. You think, well, I, I can't, I don't want to invest. I don't want to lose all that investment I've taken. It's like people who stay at jobs um, because they've, they've learned so much in that job. They think, well, if I go to another job, then I'll just be starting from scratch and then I've thrown all that experience away. Uh, and it's not like that. It never is. I mean, because I, my, my job is, uh, I'm actually a work as a consultant, so I go from one place to another an awful lot. And so I recognise that that's just not true. But it's a fallacy that we all succumb to, and particularly as writers, we, we can succumb to this idea that the more we work on something, the more valuable it is, and therefore the less we want to throw it away. So anyway, that's the reason why I've, I've stopped myself doing this now. Um, it took many years to do that, but now I'm writing, um, I write a draft I recognise where I need to make major changes to the story. And because I haven't invested so much in it, it's much easier to do that and make those changes and chop things around. I do tend to write from beginning to end. Uh, I don't tend to ch um, chop and change in different scenes. So I don't. a lot of people outline things and then write their favourite scenes first. I, I don't like to do that because 
a part of the process for me is discovery. I like to discover what's going to happen with the story. So I have a rough idea of the general arc of what it's going to look like. But then I want to make it um, sort of just discover, like the reader would, um, what's going to happen next. And sometimes it takes me in, I mean, like with this story, uh, the outline of it wasn't particularly, there's aspects of it which weren't particularly well developed. Um, when I started going into it, a surprising thing started happening, and the 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 backstory of it was became uh, really fascinating, at least for me. So that, that's that's the great thing about writing. Um, you discover it just like a reader would potentially. Um, so uh, getting towards the end of my thirty minutes now. So. Uh, this is why I could do the accountability bit and move off the waffly bit because I need to make sure that next week I've achieved something. So my goal for next week is to have finished the chapter that I'm on and also the following chapter, which is the one that I've kind of got stuck halfway through on. I'm not horribly happy with how it came out. Um, it's really the the crux of the whole book. It's the final action scene, if you like. And I need to be really careful about how I portray different characters and their development as part of this because it ties in really closely with the following book. And that's why I've been backing off. But next week, I'm going to commit to finishing that chapter, at least a draft, because um, it needs a lot of changing around what I've done so far. Uh, so I'm going to do that. And the way I'm going to do that is to put aside some time. So. Tomorrow I've got some time, so I'm going to spend two hours on it. That's my commitment. Two hours on Sunday. Uh, I haven't got time today because I'm doing the podcast. I'm putting them out. Uh, but tomorrow I'm going to spend two hours on that, and I think that will get me most of that chapter. And um, what should we do? We've got a quarter hour that I've committed to. I'm now going to commit to 30 minutes a day. Now that I've done a week of quarter of an hour a day, I think we can up that to 30 minutes. And I think I can do that um, because I'm getting up at consistently early time. Now. Um, if anybody's heard about this kind of miracle morning idea, then uh, that's the kind of approach I'm taking. I have a set schedule of things that I spend an hour doing. This will kind of now fall outside of that by making it 30 minutes. Um, so it's going to end up being a miracle two hours, I suspect, uh, which means suspiciously, I think, that I'm going to have to get up a little bit earlier. Uh, so I think it's going to be a getting up at um, six o'clock in the morning, possibly quarter to six. Yeah, so I think 5.45 start. That's my time. So I'll change my alarms. And um, 30 minutes a day, and I'll have finished at least the chapter that I've been stuck on, and I need to rearrange, uh, and that's my target for this week. Uh, so I'm recording this on Saturday, 3rd of February, so the next one I'm planning to do will be on the 10th of February. So I'll talk to you then, and we'll see whether or not I've managed to get any further on my writing journey, and I'll see whether or not I've resurrected successfully this bit of software so I can carry on working. All right, bye for now. And here's a reminder of how you can get in touch. Either follow me at Simon Huggins on Twitter or Instagram, or if you want to follow my work on my software, follow me at Sturizzi, S-T-R-I-Z-Z-I, on Twitter or Instagram, or on my Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash And thank you very much for listening to the Writer's Journey podcast. It's great to have you around for the journey. Now... I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever it was you found the podcast. 
That way others can find it too, so you'll be paying it forward to the next person who learns to love the amazing guests who join us each week. If you'd like to join the conversation and talk to others about your own writing journey or aspirations, or would like to talk about the podcast, then there's a few places you can say hi on the Facebook page, for example, at facebook.com slash writersjourneypodcast, or on Instagram at writersjourneypodcast, Twitter at writersjourneypod, or just go to writersjourneypodcast.com and you can find out more information about guests on the podcast. There'll be writing resources and access to all of the Writer's Journey podcast episodes and their show notes. Join me next time on Writer's Journey podcast. Let our writing journey continue. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.